Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Episode 507, Brave Mum is back and she's overwhelmed. If you remember a couple of weeks ago on the show, I interviewed the wonderful Michelle Anderson from the Sisters Project, and she was very brave and vulnerable in sharing her parenting challenges because she knows and I know that when the world can hear things live and a bit of coaching live, and it helps everybody listening realize they're not alone, we're all in this together. And I've been wanting to do something like this for a while. And Michelle said, of course I'll come back. Yes, we'll have a we'll have a part two. And who knows how many parts we'll have. So Michelle, welcome back and thank you for joining me again. Thank you so much for having me, Louise. I feel lucky to be able to come here and <laughs> share my parenting woes and struggles and triumphs with you and all of your listeners. So thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. So in the previous episode, which was 493, if any of you are wondering, you can tune into that. In fact, if you haven't listened to that one, I would suggest you take a listen before you tune into this one. So episode 493, where Michelle came onto the show for the first time to share all And she has 12-year-old boy-girl twins. And when she came to speak to me last time, she was struggling with morning routines, getting them off their phones, her patterns, their patterns, managing reactivity, trying to find ways to chat to them so they'll listen. And, you know, the need to control and let go of some control. We talked about so much last time. So, Michelle, Mm -hmm. where are you at right now? How's it going? Because you're on spring break, right? We are on spring break, and I, to be honest, Louise, I feel like I'm um, on the struggle bus, and I've just pulled in uh, into the station. I just am. I had the kids are home. We got back from a short trip, and there's a week off of school, and I honestly just feel like I have. <laughs> I'm overwhelmed, and it's out of control, and I try to implement things and you know like institute some structure and these kids you know there's pushback and then the overwhelm with me having to work and you know manage life like I feel like it's easier for me to just do it myself so they're like I feel like they're running the show honestly Mm -hmm. and you know this is a very very real struggle for so many of us and certainly during this pandemic many of us working moms if we'd be working outside the home, now we're working inside the home and you're probably working at home. I know you're working hard and your partner's at home and the kids are at home and it really is stressful and it can be overwhelming. So, you know, what, I, I was asked this question, what could you do once, think of one small thing that you might be able to do that would 
reduce the overwhelm a bit. I honestly think it's me leaving the home for periods of time to work. I, I, I know that sounds crazy. They're not babies. They're 12 years old. They do stay home sometime. I found, I, I feel like if I'm here and I'm watching them go back from one screen to their phone, to these things that I don't want them to be doing, but I can't manage that right now because I have appointments and all of these things. I feel like leaving for a couple of hours gives us some space. I'm not micromanaging them in a time that they can't. And then when I come home, at least I'm not like the anxiety is not that the level that it is when I'm sitting in my kitchen, trying to do my job and manage my family, you know? Yeah. So is there any way you could do that? Is there any, and how long, how much longer of the holidays have you got to, to go through? Like, have you got the whole of next week? We're almost done. You're almost done. So you're almost through. Mm -hmm. We're almost done. So it's an interesting. Yeah. But if, if you'd, if you'd, you know, if, say the holidays where you had another week to go, you know, and you're at this stage now, is like, what could you do to try and ease things for next week? Now you're almost there. So it's, it's kind of like it's, it's, it's a bit late, but it's a good reminder to us for when we are working at home and the kids will be on holiday, is ahead of the holidays, could you make some plans that would give you the hours you need, and as you say, a couple of hours would be great. Could you, knowing, like, we've got the summer to, holidays. To be honest. To be honest, I did it today. I, I left my house and I went to the coffee shop because I was thinking of the responsibilities that I have in the next couple of weeks. And I came back for lunch and I fed them lunch and and then I left again, Louise. And honestly, I don't know if I will get through the summer <laughs> if I don't if I don't do that sometimes. Yeah. But then I feel horrible. I feel the mom guilt. Like I could cry having this conversation, just knowing that that's what I'm doing. I mean, I don't. It's a constant tug of war. It is a tug of war, but you know you're choosing to to work or maybe you have no choice that you have to work so either way whether you choose to or you have to or both that is the situation that is the reality so you have to make decisions based on the reality that will allow you to do the best job you can for both roles you have which is job as mom and work working girl so yep it sounds to me like there is a a preconceived belief that you have that it's bad for you to not be with your kids a hundred percent of the time if they're in the house and they're they're at home I think that's a fair statement yeah yeah so let's look at you know you you know Byron Katie you've heard of Byron Katie she's she's a very very well-known uh self-help leader and she has mm-hmm. her infamous four questions, right? And which you can apply to situations that can help you see how you feel based off a belief that you have. So okay. 
I ask you this, is it true? Let's can, shall we rephrase this belief that you feel you're a bad mom if you if you work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I'm failing at everything. You know my sister Lauren. I was just with her a couple of days ago. This has been these last few days have been challenging. And she sent me a text on the side that was like, hey, you're a good mom, you know, don't beat yourself up. But that is not what's going on right now in my head. Mm -hmm. And it's compounded for you by the fact that you work alongside your sister who doesn't have kids. So she has mm -hmm. all the time. She's not being pulled in a million directions like you are. Yes. So it's kind of, there's a, you know, it's in your face the whole time that you're, you're in a very different situation to her. So it's, it's very in the forefront of your mind, right? So let's go back to that. Yes. These questions. Is it true that okay. you that that mums who work are bad mums? No, absolutely not. Couldn't no. be further from the truth. So that's the next question. Because sometimes there's a well, okay, is it absolutely true that you are a bad mum because you work? Is that absolutely no. true? No. It's not true. So then how do you no. feel? How does having this belief or thought make you feel? That, that I'm not a bad mom? No, how does have, having the thought that you are a bad mom, how does that make you feel? It makes, it makes me feel like crap. It makes me feel like I can't, I don't do a good job and it's my most important job. Mm-hmm. So how would you feel without this belief, without this thought? A, a, a whole heck of a lot lighter and not on the verge of tears. <laughs> so how can you, given that, that, that it's not true that you're a bad mom because you work, so you can see that having this belief that's not even true is impacting how you feel and it's impacting how you act. So what mm -hmm. new belief could you have? What, what, you know, let's reframe that thought. Like a Yeah, let's replace that thought with something else. Replace it the com with the complete opposite that I am a really good mom and <laughs> I am, do the best I can every single day. Yeah. So with that kind of, with that thought and mindset, just changing that will probably substantially change the way in which you show up and your energy with your kids. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And the, the, yeah. Well, I was just going to say, so it's just another one of those examples where when I have that negative narrative going on in my head, I have to recognize it and then like I don't know kind of punch it back out into the universe with a no that's not true you know that's that my, I had a therapist used to tell me you know those thoughts um aren't real or like they don't have any they don't hold any weight in truth ditch it because our thoughts and I are just not get real. so far away from it you know our thoughts are not real. Yep. They're constructed by us, but they influence our experience. 
they influence the way we see things. So, you know, given they're not true, can we assign a different, you know, can we, can we come to some sort of different thought about yourself? And as your sister, as Lauren mm-hmm. said to you, you are a good mom. You're an amazing mom, right? But, but when we've got this limiting belief that we are not, then, then our, everything in our lives will reflect and prove that belief true. So you'll look at your kids and if they're on their screens, you'll self-sabotage. Say, yeah, because I'm not a good mom. I can't get them off their screens. Versus if you are, no, I'm a good mom. They're on their screens. And right now I'm having to do some work. So it's like there's times where we have to cut ourselves Mm -hmm. some slack. Mm -hmm. And during the holidays as working moms, when we're working at home, I think if we can come to this place of acceptance that if I'm working at home and I have two or three kids at home and I'm having to somehow scramble together two or three hours of quiet time, then during those times, the kids are going to be on their devices even more. That does not equal I am a bad mom, worse mom, failing mom. And it doesn't, it's not something that we have to feel guilty about because it's for a, you know, it's a finite period of time and you're doing what you can mm. to get through it. You've no choice. Mm. You have to work and you have to be a mom. So how can you yeah. juggle this a bit better? And sometimes we need to cut ourselves a bit of slack. Absolutely. I, that's, the, that's the constant challenge in my life, I feel like, is cutting myself some slack. You know, I like go through these waves where, you know, back to what you were saying about Lauren, my sister, and um, how she doesn't have children, and I do, you know, you get these constant reminders, like, I can't keep up, I can't keep up with her production, I can't keep up with my kids wants, I feel like I have to keep it together. And I am far too hard on myself, Yeah, far too hard on myself. So, so it, you know, you have to look at the situation and think, what can I change to just make it a little bit better? And it might be that, that mm-hmm. for during the holiday, you know, it's, it's prepping for the time. I think prep, 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 preparing, prep, 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 <laughs> can't speak. Preparing for the times <laughs> that we know the shit's going to hit the fan more, which are holidays. But because we have this preconceived yeah. notion as well that, oh, it's holidays, it's family time, this is great, we can all do more things together, but we haven't prepared for that happening, then why are we surprised that we haven't got more to the time we want? So it might be a case of knowing, you know, if you work full time and the holidays are coming, is knowing that it is a time where I'm going to have to cut myself a bit of slack and I have to get play at the odd get out yeah. of jail card. And it might mean the kids are on their devices more. But in advance of the holidays, trying to do what we can to put into action some steps that's going to entertain them more than usual if I'm not around. Yeah. And then yeah. actually knowing, okay, for the times where I do take time off on holiday, for a holiday, then then cherishing those and making sure that the holiday really is a holiday but when we work for ourselves and we're running a business 
our holidays aren't even our holidays usually because no. we, we, we can't just hand over and pass over the work. So it's what steps can you take in advance of the summer holidays coming that will make things easier for you? And it might be that collectively you and Lauren have to cut a few things out your, your agenda and schedule for a bit. Like if you know you're going to be really, you don't want to be working so hard in the holidays, can you, yeah. can you reverse engineer it so that there'll be less to do in the holiday times and not try and continue at the same pace? Well, my wheels are already turning on how I can sort of set the groundwork for mm -hmm. some stuff this summer. You know, I mean, I'm in this interesting grace period where we don't need babysitters anymore and they're about to be seventh graders. Like, I know that this is that first summer that they're going to want to go to the pool with their friends for a couple of hours. You know, mm -hmm. it's just a matter of me. Again, the thing that I struggle with is implementing the structure and then like following through with it, but my kids thrive on structure. And when they know what to expect, the whole house functions a whole lot better. Yeah. So I can absolutely see how I can plan for that to at least give myself a couple of hours a day or a few days mm -hmm. away, just so I can concentrate uninterrupted. But that is such a good piece of advice. I'm the planning. I mean, listen, Louise, we just went to the Smoky Mountains. I did not plan anything. <laughs> we just got there and we just winged it. And um, planning helps. Yeah. Planning helps. It does. Let's just put it that way. So talking of planning, this the, the whole concept of family meetings came to my mind. And okay. not, not family meetings as in, we'll call a meeting, but a family meeting more as a uh, scheduled time in the week where you all come together and you run through what's going on in the week. It gives you the opportunity to share with the kids, look, mm -hmm. I'm going to be really busy on Tuesday and Thursday. Those are big days for me. For one Monday, Wednesday, Friday, not so big. So what could you guys do more of on Tuesday and Thursday? Because I'm going to be pretty occupied. And so I mean, just I'm, I'm making this up as I go along, but having, a, you know, Sunday evenings from now on, you know, after dinner, to just yeah. before you leave the table, sit down and just kind of have a, create some structure for the week. Whether your kids are in school or out of school, family meetings really can become the glue, backbone, foundation to the smooth running of the home. Just like you will, will have, you know, if you were worked in an office with lots of people, you'll have a, a, an office meeting just so everyone knows what everyone's doing. Think the same thing because then the team comes into play. Rather than four individuals, there's now four individuals who are part of the team in the family. So, you know, at family meetings for us, it would usually we did them on a Sunday evening. I say did, but don't do them so much mm -hmm. now. But you get into the habit of helping the kids understand what you have on and you getting them to inform you of what they have on. So it could come down to, it could come down to you know what what homework have you got outstanding for this week mm -hmm. and they might say oh we've got a thing for Wednesday you go okay let's put it in the scheduler 
And then your husband might say, well, I'm going to be late on Tuesday night. You go, okay, dad late home. Then I, um, I'll run through what I tend to do. And then you can, you can, um, you know, chip in with how that you might be able to make that work. You know, I love this. Um, and I know, I know my kids would love this too. And again, it just goes back to like my instincts, Louise, you said, you know, I, I laughed at them inside when you said, you know, like time to call a family meeting. That's me. Like every there's the good news is, is there's so much room for improvement with me, you know, and changing the way that I do certain things. But, um, my kids would appreciate because I'm the lady in the house that's famous for passing along information as I'm walking out the door in a rush, spilling my coffee, you know, and I, it's not so much, I'm exaggerating. It's life right now is a little bit different because of the pandemic. But um, I think like creating a space where there's this like planned um, form of communication where we all get to kind of lay it out sounds lovely and absolutely something that we can work into our mm -hmm. family house. So, I mean, I I, that. I'm, I'm a, that, this is why I created, you know, the conscious family organizer that is now called the parenting in the thick of it family organizer. And it's a parenting book stroke calendar all in one where it's slightly bigger than average there's nothing else in the square but the squares are quite big for each day and there's a there's a parenting theme running through every month so there's 12 themes and then 12 calendar theme pages 12 calendar pages mm. and anyway, the reason I mention it is there's a bit more space than the average calendar for us to write in so it might be an idea for you to pick up a calendar or that one I just is a cool one because I I designed it okay um, and then that comes, that comes to the family meeting. So the types of things you can discuss in a family meeting are their agenda for the week. Who's got hockey on? Who's got skating on? Who's in a, who's coming home late? What days you're working longer? And then from that, the other thing I always did that I think was a really good thing was I used to meal plan on a Sunday with the kids. So I would ask them each, what do you want to eat this week? What's your meal, your meal, and your meal? And they get to choose a meal. I'm like, bonus, now I have three meals that they've requested, so I don't have to think about it. Sure, I have to cook it, but you could actually get them involved in the cooking of it. So then, then I take it even further, and I say, okay, so you want X and you want Y, I'm late on a Tuesday and a Thursday night. Those meals are going to be a bit more, take a bit more time. Why don't we put them in for Monday and Wednesday night? And then because I'm busy, let's get sushi on a Tuesday takeout because I'm busy, dad's late. That's going to be a different, mm. you're teaching them, okay, I need to juggle a few things here. I need to think about these things in advance of them happening. And so before you know it, you have, the kids very involved in what's going on this week. You're helping them remember when you might say to your son, when do you have hockey practice? Okay, you've got the, we'll put them in. You put it in the diary. So give the diary to them, pass the diary mm -hmm. around the table. Don't worry about it being neat, mm -hmm. color code it. Give him a blue pen, give your daughter a purple pen. And say you write all your blue in it and put your meal in blue in it. And you put all your mm -hmm. purple in it. And I'm gonna put my orange in it. And suddenly the structure, you said earlier you wanted structure and your kids love structure. Yeah. 
yeah there's a bit of structure and you know you can take the family meetings a bit further and add in you know what hasn't worked so well this week and what has worked so well this week but I I would say steer clear of all that and just use it as a kind of team meeting to I love to, this to take you towards the structure that you feel you're needing and also to to role model to them what being organized and planning and prioritizing actually means and the other amazing thing you can do at either the beginning or the end of the family meeting is to to share something that you something mm. nice I call it appreciation time or grateful time you can either say that we'll go around the table and let's say one thing we're grateful for today so they all say something they're grateful for or you can turn it around and say Let's say something that we appreciate about the person to your right. So mm. each person says something they appreciate. My daughter one day looked at her brother and she went, I have <laughs> nothing to say. <laughs> we laughed so hard. We, we used to sit around the table. I'm sorry. We used to sit around the table. We called it our highs and, and our lows. And we'd name one high and one low or one win or one yeah. whatever. And we had some interesting exchanges with these children, but it, but it also inspired great conversation too, which, which we love. Yeah. So, you know, when you were talking about the, you know, the chaos, not the chaos, but just that the kids wanted some structure mm -hmm. and you were working and they're doing this. And when they're off school, this is even more important when they're at school, it's just as important but there's just less of a, a pressure on you to kind of fill their day. So yeah. you know, for the family meeting in advance of the holidays, you could actually be saying, okay, so Monday's a pretty empty day, guys. And I'm, I'm working on Monday and dad's away. What do you think you could do on Monday? And your son might say, well, I'm going to arrange to go to this person's house. And you might say to your daughter, well, could you have a play date? Great. Now you don't even have to go to the coffee shop because you've managed to coordinate them both to be taken care of for four hours, right? But now you know in advance. Mm -hmm. So the, the fa I think family well, meetings are worth their weight in gold and it teaches the kids to all sorts of life skills, collaborating, listening to people, yeah. not interrupting, planning, organizing, prioritizing, yeah. inhibiting, like all these executive functioning skills are going to be be um, developed as a result of one simple thing that we can do each week. Yeah, I'm going to need to get my hands on that book. That sounds, I mean, Louise, the, the meal planning, all of those things, you know, every single thing you were naming was, I was like, yeah, that is a contributor to stress. Okay, what, how are they going to get to practice? You know, there's so many things that are out of my life feels out of control in that aspect because it kind of is, you know, there's, yeah, I have a calendar that I know what's going on, but there's a whole bunch of people that live in this house in a weekly conversation, a collaborative conversation. I feel like it would give them ownership and responsibility as well as tools. And so the I don't know. Yeah in the kitchen or the family room and it's like the go-to you'll they'll say mom what are we doing tomorrow go check the calendar right and then on it you could say well how are you going to get to hockey this week because dad and oh i'll call mm. i'll call uh, brad and see if mm. his mom can pick me up great 
maybe you so you write on them and there's a space actually on the calendar type that for you you can make notes in. there's a big square there for extra space but you know there's so many things you can do and so much you can make of it and keep referring them back to it so mm. that they they know what they're doing and and it you know it, it'll become a, a great resource center for you as well and you you can also, I mean, if you want to take it even further, you can have a journal or a notebook or something to record your family meetings in the week and get, let them do it. Ah, the meeting, the notes. Yeah. Like the, the minutes, the meeting yeah. minutes. The and minutes. then let them write Love them. It. Like the kids can write them. You chair it this week, you chair it next week, and they'll, they'll say, Dad, you interrupted Mum. And they'll go, okay, sorry, I did. Mum, finish. You know, it's just all these fun things. You can you can take it as far as you want to take it, but I think it might bring you a bit more uh, peace and a bit more organization in advance. Yeah. The, the other thing I would do off the back of them choosing their meals is on a Sunday night, I'd fill in the other night. So I'd just do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four, four mm -hmm. nights. But bear in mind, it's Sunday night. I'd fill in the meals. I'd make my list. I'd head online. And I do my shop online mm. and it's delivered on Monday morning. And I've got four days worth of groceries and things. I know <laughs> I'm not going to run out of milk. I've got it covered. You ask them, what snacks do you want this week? You want to bake banana bread? I'll get bananas, put them on the list. So much is taken care of in one. Oh my God. You take two hours on a Sunday to set yourself up for the week. There'll be less overwhelmed, I think. Yes. Yeah. I'm less overwhelmed listening to you explain this and break this down. Truly, truly. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to get, I need to get my hands on that book. ASAP. Yeah. Well, it, it's not so much a book. It's a, I've got a picture of it here. I've got one, I've got one of them here. You can see it here. The viewers, the listeners can't see it, but you know, for example, yeah. um, let me show you August, uh, the theme, the theme for August is technology, right? So there's your theme page. Yeah. There all tips on how to get them off their phones. And then here's your calendar page. See, wide open. And there's oh, no dates I in love it. This. There's no numbers in that. So when you get it, you work out what day of the week the first is and add in one to 31 or one to 28 and it will always work. So if you got it today, it will finish on the 22nd of March next year. But there's lots of space on it, right? No, this is fabulous. I wish people could see what yeah. I was looking at it's right now that is this that's you know there's lots of theme pages there's lots of things on encouragement behavior look within mindfulness connection in fact there's one on family meet the family meeting so there's all sorts of parenting information in it and then tips each week that come in based on the theme it's just it's it's quite a cool thing and you can, you can order that and it's sent to you um lord but, knows you know, I need it family meetings so important and you know, you're saying just hearing that is making you feel a little bit less mm. overwhelmed. Mm. How is it going? Dare I ask, how is it going with technology? I would, horrible. Horrible. Honestly, horrible. I am at such a loss with the, you know, we're waiting for the weather to turn friends are gone right now. Everybody's out of town. There are no activities this particular week. I, that's what I'm navigating is just, this is spring break. It's not going to be like this on Monday. 
it's going to be warmer. Kids are going to be back and then we're going to get back to it. But when you're like living in it, you just got to start reminding myself it's this week and it's not permanent and you're just doing the best you can because you know, but it's not good and I hate it. Yeah. It's, you don't like it and it's, but you're not a bad mom because of this. There's lots of things that just simply are this week and it's okay for them to be, you know, if they're on their phones and devices more this week, hey, it's one week. And, mm. you know, so knowing that once you get back into the more regular routine, can you bring some structure into screen time? I mean, you might be able to get them to put their screen, their, what they're going to do on their screens on this on this family organizer. So that they absolutely there, how much time are they on their screens? And have conversations around that. And, you know, back to our conversation from the previous um, call was just, mm-hmm. you know, to start next week off, you could have a chat about it on Sunday and say, you know what, last week was a bit of a gong show because I was working and you were at home and you guys, you did a great job. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry I wasn't around, but Monday morning's different. There's not going to be any phones at the table until, or you're not on your phones until you're ready for school and then if you're ready, yep. you can take a look at your phone, but no phone. And on so on Sunday, you prep them as to what Monday morning is going to look like and the mornings are going to look like. So they know in advance. And then you can maybe start to kick in, you know, some of the, the, the boundaries and hold the limits. But yes. you, you're going to be the one that has to do that. I feel like... When I like to start things, you know, like whenever I start something new, it has to be like on the first of the month or the Sunday, the beginning of the week. I feel like this Sunday is a good starting point to to have our first family meeting and um, talk about all of those things and implement some structure and just get up. Like just the idea of communicating with them, you know, in that way, that, that, I mean, that's like, I honestly foreign, I think to everybody around here right now, we're just like hang, running, you know, on fumes and hang, hanging on by a thread. So like kind of excited to sit down and have a conversation where everybody gets to contribute and yeah. prepare for the week. And then that is the moment instead of what I usually do, Louise, is when, you know, everything that you tell all of us not to do is get on them in the moment. Like, no, I having the conversation around the dinner table planning for the week is going to be the place where we sit and have the conversation about boundaries and time limits and balance and yeah. all the things. And, and my I, I, a tip would be, my, my tip would be is, is don't make that meeting be too long. Cause we all about know what that. Like to sit in a board meeting for two hours and you're sitting going, Oh my God, just get me out of here. The kids, attention Mm -hmm. span for this kind of thing is not what yours are so you have now like you're excited and you have this you probably have Mm -hmm. a bit of an expectation as to what this meeting is going to be like Mm -hmm. Uh, can I ask you to just get rid of the expectation you have this idea you're going to present it on Sunday and you're going to have hope and trust that it goes to plan but it will be what it will be and if the kids really okay. are beginning to get antsy and agitated, then it's probably better to say, you know what, you guys seem a bit, you've, you've done really well. You've sat at the table for 20 minutes. We've had a chat. Let's continue it tomorrow night. And, you know, Rome wasn't okay. built in a day. 
spread it out so that they're not sitting okay. having to decide on it. This is new to them, right? So you just want to yep. throw them in gently, right? So they're not put off by it because otherwise the following Sunday, they'll go, I don't want to come to the family meeting because it's just so boring. You and dad just talk, 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 and we don't get a say. So make sure you yep. involve them in the conversation. Notice when they've had enough and end it. And I always like to have something, you know, go and buy a pot of nice ice cream or something that you can then sit down. And no matter how the meeting goes, you okay. can have a ice okay. cream cookies or something. And, you know, if your daughter's a baker, maybe she can bake on Sunday to make a cookie for dessert, but you have it after the meeting. But keep it short and sweet okay. um, and add to it so it doesn't become a big, long, drawn out affair because they won't want to come. such such good advice mm -hmm. will do yeah will do. and you know that's why I had there's a theme page in that that particular organizer for expectations because they're the bane of us they drag us down and they you know we have these expectations of other people and we can't control them but we expect them to do something and I'm like how crazy is that I can expect myself to do something mm -hmm. but how can I expect another person truly to do it I have to hope and trust and inspire them to do it and motivate them to do it, but to expect it. Mm -hmm. It's like if I said to you, Michelle, I expect you to be there on time. And in that meeting, I expect you to sit there for half an hour. And I expect that that report is going to be top notch. You're going to be like, okay, are you really what? excited about it? Yeah. Yeah. Any no. Pressure? versus you know i hope that we're able to do this i trust that you'll be able to do this guys but i'm here if you can't and let's see how let's you know let's see how it goes mm. well our next conversation after this is going to be quite an interesting catch-up <laughs> it will be with no expectations right you'll have no expectations <laughs> we accept no expectations is. that's key yeah, we accept what is. So, you know, I think talking of plan, planning for holiday times, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think, you know, what can the listeners get out of this is when you know you're going to be particularly busy, the kids are off, plan for it in advance. Get a few things checked off. And then instigating some form of collaborative get-together or meeting ahead of each week so you can discuss who's doing what when. And then looking at ways to make your life a little bit easier. That really did freeze there. If you're listening, we just froze for a little bit, but Michelle will no doubt be back. I hope she is. Oh, maybe Hi. not. You there? Michelle, no. hello. Hi, Michelle. No. Yes. No. Yes, I got you. It's good. Hi, yeah. I'm here. Maybe it's a sign for us oh to to um, finish this one off. And will you come back and will you report in with what is, with no expectations? I absolutely will come back and report in. Um, Louise, thank you so much for taking the time to share all of your insight and wisdom. Seriously, everything that you told me right down to 
the tip about having an ice cream or some sort of dessert to add to that conversation. I mean, those are just little things that I never would have thought of, Mm -hmm. but yes, I'm going to go into this with no expectations and see if we can, we can figure out a way to kind of navigate this in a better fashion. Good. And also, can you give yourself a vaccine filled with self-compassion? And can you give yourself another shot with like, it's okay. And can you give yourself a shot saying, this is good enough. I'm good Mm -hmm. enough. And know that you are doing a good enough job. There's no such thing as perfection. There's no perfect mother out there. I'm not, you're not, hate to break it to you. We're all doing our best. And sometimes times are more trying than others. So in those times we have to cut ourselves some slack, reduce our expectations, get through it somehow. And if that's them playing more Fortnite or on TikTok more, so be it. It's not the end of the world. So cut yourself some slack, be gentle with yourself, be kind to yourself. And this is to all of you that are listening, because we all raise our bars quite high, sometimes higher than we can actually jump. And so bring the bar down, get over it at the height you can. And, you know, when you can plan ahead to try and create the structure and routine that we know will help us. Takes a bit of effort, but two hours on a Sunday Mm. does wonders for the structure for the week. I don't see how it can't. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, and also just before I go, I wanted just to mention to those of you that are listening, I have a new round of group coaching starting 12 days from today, Monday, the 12th of April, the new group starts. I will be doing an hour of content at 12 noon Pacific time on a Monday and an hour of Q&A live with me on Thursdays at 4.30 PM Pacific time. It runs Monday, Thursday, Monday, Thursday for six weeks you get my conflict to cooperation course for free on boundaries, limits, connection, dealing with pushback to move from conflict to cooperation. That's part of this. And you get journals and notes and all sorts. And you get access to me for 12 hours live. Nothing's recorded. You get the recordings of each live recording of each live session, but nothing's pre-recorded. And you are realize in this with 30, 29 other parents, there'll be 30 of us on it that you are not alone and your challenge is everyone else's challenge and everyone else's challenges are our challenges. So if you're struggling and you want some help, join me. The doors are open, registration's on. It's a hundred dollar deposit. It's $450 total to get all of that. So if you're interested, the link is in the podcast notes and you will be able to click on it and get your deposit down and secure your spot. And as ever, if you've enjoyed this, do hop over onto iTunes, rate and review it, share, share and spread the word. And Michelle, I'll pop your details for your website and all the wonderful work you do in the podcast notes as well. So thank you all. Thank you, Michelle, for being here and being so vulnerable and showing up raw and overwhelmed because I'm quite sure there's a lot of people going, I'm not alone. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Louise. Always a pleasure to talk to you. And to all of you, thanks for listening. Till next time. Bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look 
at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar, guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organiser for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.